Everything in this room may change time and time again as we move ahead. But the basic philosophy of what we're planning for Disney World is going to remain very much as it is right now. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Productions. Walt Disney World is a tribute to the philosophy and the life of Walter Elias Disney and to the talents, the dedication, and the loyalty of the entire Disney organization that made Walt Disney's dream come true. May Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place. A magic kingdom where the young at heart of all ages can laugh and play and learn together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Raised on the Diz. This is episode number 19, and we're recording this episode on October 1st, 2021. I'm Nick. And this is Olianne. Hi, everyone. And it's a big day for Walt Disney World. It's the 50th anniversary. So, of course, we had to lead off the show with some words from... Walt and Roy Disney, of course, you know, I think the saddest thing about Walt Disney World is that Walt Disney didn't live to see the park finished. He, You, you could tell that he talked about the park with such excitement mm-hmm. about being able to bring a, a Disney park to Florida and having the ability to have land. Right. Because Disneyland is basically, and I'm not sure if this is exactly true, but Disneyland is basically built in a parking lot. Yeah, Disneyland's in Southern California, so I mean it's it's certainly you know there isn't the the area for expansion the way that there is in Central Florida, and so it's really nice to you know watch documentaries and listen to Walt talk about you know the you know how exciting it was to be able to really craft this new park that turned into Walt Disney World and to make it however he wanted and not have to worry about space. That's right. I mean, and, and if you watch the video, we're going to link it into the episode description where Walt Disney is talking about his plans for Disney World. He's talking about Disney World basically being sandwiched between two swamps, yeah. but there being so much land, mm-hmm. um, just an, an astronomical amount of land compared to what there was in Disneyland. So the video where he's talking about all of that is about five years prior to Disney World being opened. And so Walt Disney passed away and his brother Roy took over that effort and it was his goal to get Walt Disney World open and he died shortly after he delivered those dedication remarks on October 25th, 1971. So almost like it was really a drive to get that park open for his brother. Right. And it seems like out of the pair that, you know, Walt was really kind of the visionary and the creative one. And Roy was more of the practical kind of numbers finance type guy. Um, But together, you know, they made a really good team. They kind of balanced each other out. And so I can imagine, you know, that after Walt's passing, which was pretty unexpectedly, um, that, you know, everyone, not only Roy, but also the people that worked for him were probably sort of lost for a while. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's very 
fortunate for all of us that Roy kind of kept on keeping on and and was able to do that for his brother. Yeah, and you're right. Walt Disney was the dreamer of the two brothers, and and Roy was the financier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, I've read some books about Walt Disney, very fascinating. And of course, we've gone to the attraction One Man's Dream mm-hmm. in Hollywood Studios, which I recommend to everyone. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, we we go there now at this point every time we go to Disney World. That's a that's a must do. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people miss that. Um, but uh, you know, it's something to kind of slow down your pace. It's a little museum, lots of artifacts in there, including. Um, desks of Walt. Some of them are reproductions, but some of them are actually from the Disney family. So it's uh, it's really cool. But then there's a video of Walt in his own words describing his Mm -hmm. career Mm -hmm. and leading up to obviously um, starting to to think about and plan for Disney World. But, uh, you know, a little bit of a sidebar there, because I think it's important to talk about the work of the Disney brothers while, while we're sitting here talking about the 50th anniversary of Disney. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Can I go on a little bit of a rant? Sure. Can I have like a minute to rant? <laughs> sure. So, so this week we've been, it. we've been really excited to watch the, the new fireworks. Yeah. So you have harmonious in Epcot and also, um, enchantment in magic kingdom. And I'm not going to pass judgment on them because we're only watching them on TV and, and a YouTube video. But we did watch the official Disney blog YouTube channel recording of both of those fireworks shows. And, you know, I, I think I mean, I love Disney World. You love Disney World, right? Oh, yeah. We love it. Oh, yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's perfect. You right. know, y- you watch some of these fireworks shows and there's no mention of Walt Disney. There's mm-hmm. no mention of Mickey Mouse. So two two people that are responsible. Well, Mickey Mouse isn't a person, as we know. He's right. a cartoon character. But they are responsible right. for Walt Disney World being there. And everything is, if, if folks are familiar with the Disney Renaissance from the late 80s into the 90s, everything is Disney Renaissance and after. And I think later on in the show, we're going to start talking about our favorite memories of Disney mm-hmm. World. And we're closing out the show with... When You Wish Upon a Star, mm-hmm. that was the theme music right. of Disney World for our entire lives up until this point. Maybe we're just getting old, but yeah. now everything is Disney Renaissance and later. I mean, definitely Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Those are in our era. Right. But I feel like a lot of Disney history is being left behind. The Enchantment Show at Magic Kingdom, well, technically impressive mm-hmm. and lots of great fireworks. No mention of Walt Disney at all. Yeah, I was, I don't know, I was a little taken aback by that. You know, whenever we were watching this new show and it's the 50th anniversary and there's so much hype behind that, I really thought that they would lead more with kind of, you know, maybe some sound bites from Walt or even someone reading a quote from Walt Disney. Um, I And I don't know whether it's because we're like history people and we're really into that. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe this new generation is not. I'm not sure. But I hope moving forward that, you know, Disney kind of gets back to kind of the basics in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel the same way. I, I mean, even with our own kids, ha- you know, I don't even know if they've ever watched like Alice in Wonderland and, you know, Pinocchio and some of the the kind of the classics. And so while it is exciting, you know, and I'm not you know, saying anything negative about the new stuff that's come out because some of it, it's been really great. But yeah, I was a little disappointed last night to see that they weren't like leading with the guy that started everything. 
when I was a kid, these movies would come out of the vault. And as a child, I didn't even know that they were old. Right. I didn't know that Cinderella was from the mid-1950s mm-hmm. or that Pinocchio was from the 1940s. To me, these were new Disney movies that were coming out. And right. so we'd go out and we'd buy the Disney classics, you know, the, the very sturdily packaged VHS <laughs> yeah. tapes that now I guess are collector's items. So they have to go back to my mom and dad's house and see how many we have of those mm-hmm. lying around. But you'd watch those. And you wouldn't even know that they were old. And then you'd go to the parks. And I think one thing that is missing in the parks now is, I mean, obviously the pandemic has affected it. But when we were kids, when you'd go to the parks, there were characters walking around everywhere. The way that I think that it still is to a certain degree during non-pandemic times at Disneyland. There's mm-hmm. still a lot of characters walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I think that the, you know, the character meet and greets are a bad thing. I think that's a definitely an organized and modern way to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, you would see obscure characters like the Seven Dwarves right. or um, you know a lot of Pinocchio. I mean, I have tons of pictures of me from the mid-90s with the old school poo with the honeypot on his head right. and Eeyore and Tigger and all of these things. That's missing. And our kids really love Disney World, but I think that that is something that is missing. And maybe, you know, I'm just being nostalgic, but but I miss that. Yeah. And I'm, you know, thinking back to like the mid 90s when I was in like, I don't know, like middle school, like fourth and fifth grade, I guess early 90s. But I was really into the Seven Dwarves at that time, and I was really into Dopey, and I had like a Dopey watch and a little Dopey plush. I mean, like I'm making myself sound like a dork, but I didn't care. I loved it. But if you even go to like a Disney store now, or even a store at you know at the at the parks themselves, that those like classic characters, you know, like the pl- like you can't find them anywhere. Everything is Toy Story. Everything is Frozen. Which again, I love all of those, but. There is that element of like Disney classics that I agree with you. It has been lost. And so I don't know. Maybe we are just getting old. <laughs> That's a possibility. And we're like remembering the good old days. But I I don't know. With the anniversary, I was just kind of hoping that there would be some of, you know, some kind of remembrance of, of kind of where Disney has been. Yeah, no Mickey Mouse in the Enchantment Fireworks show, which is new. And I guess, you know, that's just kind of like fresh for us because we just watched it last night. Right. And, you know, you might have Cinderella pop up on screen here and there or the fairy godmother. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you would think that Disney history started with um, Beauty and the Beast and the Little Mermaid, which there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's just a little different than than the parks that that we went to growing up. They're still awesome. But, you know, I think that was, you know, it's the. 50th anniversary there's a lot more history there than than just that that started in 1989 right. with the Disney Renaissance. So that rant was a little bit more than a, a minute. Yeah, that's but, okay. Um, and it covers one of the things that we are looking forward to, believe it or not, with all of our ranting, we are looking forward to the fireworks shows and seeing those whenever we are able to make it back down to Disney World. But mm-hmm. let's, you know, let's turn a little bit positive. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is really amazing that, that this park is 50 years old. Right. Um, there's still so much there that was there when the park opened in, in 1971. My favorite attraction, Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. uh, was an opening day attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, Pirates but, of the Caribbean. Um, Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. is is another one. Although I believe Zoling, and not to correct you on that, but the Pirates of the Caribbean came a little bit later. Okay, yeah, it I was didn't know. an expansion, which okay. a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I didn't know if it was opening day. I just know that it's been there for a while. It has been there for a while, yeah. and and that that's one of our favorites. We, we don't miss that. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely Pirates of the Caribbean. But uh, I want to talk about things that we 
are looking forward to in Walt Disney World that are coming up throughout right. this 50th anniversary. Because while the 50th anniversary started today, mm-hmm. it actually runs 18 months right. at Walt Disney World. So um, one of the things that I'm looking forward to, and I will, I will serve up first on my list, is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is a roller coaster that's coming to Epcot. So what, like, what is this roller coaster like? Like, can we compare it to anything? I mean, is it more of like a, um, <laughs> like a big thunder or a space mountain, or is it more like a, a, a rock and roller coaster? Because that will determine whether or not I'm excited for this. So I think you can ride this one. This one is, it's a little <laughs> bit different. Um, it, uh, it is a reverse launch. Don't let that scare you. But it has, it's, um, it's a family coaster. Okay. So it's not, I don't think it, you know, going really fast is going to be the name of the game. And I think that there are going to be some show scenes as well. So it's going to be heavy on some show scenes. Um, And they actually announced yesterday that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is going to open in 2022. Now, they didn't say exactly when in 2022 Mm -hmm. that it's going to open but we do know that it's coming then and we had a chance to check out the construction of that ride the last time we were in walt disney world and it seems Mm -hmm. like it's coming along really well so let's check out the details of this ride zoling and straight from disney to see whether it would be something that you would ride it is built as a family friendly adventure check mark for you yes Yeah, I mean, anything with family-friendly in the description, I will probably be okay with. Okay, well, hold your breath, because totally new type of roller coaster experiencing that Disney is developing just for this attraction. It's a story coaster that rotates 360 degrees, so you're always focused on the action as you help the Guardians save the galaxy. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I think you'd like that. Yeah, I think I could handle that. It features the first reverse launch on a coaster in Disney history and one of the longest enclosed coasters in the world. Oh, wow. I think you're in, right? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I will be hunting for some first person perspective YouTube videos before I would go ride on it. Just Why would you do that? You're going to spoil it. Because I don't like surprises and I like to know what I'm getting myself well, into. I'm not watching those with you okay, because well. I don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> You don't have to. (laughs) There's still a lot of walls around Epcot. So what we're going to see over the next 18 months as we go through this 50th anniversary is a lot of those walls are going to come down. Right. Uh, There's a Moana attraction that is based around water. That is a walkthrough attraction. But I think a lot of people will be excited to see that. Super. There'll be some festival space that will be built around Spaceship Earth. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, what we might not see happen is a revitalization of Spaceship Earth itself. That was announced a couple years ago, right. but was something that has been delayed by the pandemic. Um, and they were going to do a lot of work on Spaceship Earth. It was going to be a two-year closure for yeah. that attraction. So I don't know when we're going to see that. But we've already had some attractions open up in Epcot mm-hmm. for this 50th anniversary. Space 220. Mm-hmm. Are you in on that one? That is a restaurant that you go up a, basically, it's a fake space elevator. You yeah. go 220 miles above the earth and you dine in space, which is basically a lot of really fancy TV screens that make it look like you're orbiting earth. Right. Cause you're, because you're not really 
like what that high. <laughs> so, you're not. No, you're not. So I would be fine with that. But didn't Disney have to come out and clarify because some people really <laughs> thought that they were going to like space? I didn't see I that. I thought I read that somewhere. Well, that's good. Now people know. <laughs> they people get, know that you're not really going to space. They had to get really specific with their uh, their description. That That's funny. <laughs> um, we haven't obviously tried Space 220 yet, but it has been on my list for a long time. Um, if you're interested in checking out the menu, you can head onto the Disney website and we're going to place a menu and a menu link in the description for this podcast. But yeah, that's, would, that's one that just opened. Yeah, I would be interested to see that menu. I'll have to look that up um, because is it going to be like strange types of food like we see at Galaxy's Edge or like normal food? It's normal food with spacey names. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. stuff that you, you can do. I would eat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pedestrian stuff. It's, okay, that's yeah, good. You'd like it. Okay. Um, and then Ratatouille, you're in on this one. This is, this oh, is yeah. something you're looking forward to, right? That's adorable. Yeah. So this opened today. Um, it is Remy's Ratatouille mm-hmm. Adventure, located in the France Pavilion. And this one was all boarded up. So they mm-hmm. had annual pass holder and DVC previews for this. Um, I actually got online to see if we could get get a preview right. and no the website luck. didn't work yeah. so you know forget that yeah because i was supposed to be down there for a conference mm-hmm. um in early september and i thought well i'm gonna head on it was at swan and dolphin i'm gonna head over there yeah and i'm gonna you know go experience this ride and i didn't wasn't able to get through the website and my conference was canceled anyway so right um you know that all all things uh, that end well right so <laughs> this one is using a virtual queue so we got to mm-hmm. come back on here and tell the folks how to how to score a spot on the ride using the virtual queue again yeah for this one but this is something that came over from one of the parks over at disneyland paris mm-hmm. and you are basically shrunk to the size of a mouse you're mm-hmm. riding in a little mouse car mm-hmm. and you are going through like the scenes of the ratatouille like the movie like underneath and... the underneath the ovens and, and right. all of that like stuff. if you were a mouse where would you where right. would you be some of the reviews i've seen on this i mean so this is not rise of the resistance right expectations go into this one with this is a this is another ride to fill fill the time it's a good ride it's not a revolutionary ride um it's not i wouldn't even say it's mickey and minnie's runaway railway i was gonna say i see i get kind of like railway vibes with this i think just because it's like the the, the free moving car also yeah i don't know just like because again you know me i'm i'm not I don't like surprises. So I've, I have seen a YouTube video with this and it does look really cute, but I don't know even if like the screens and the scenes are as like advanced as what like the railway is, but that's not really the premise though, either. You know what I mean? Like you're in a kitchen, you're in a restaurant, you're a little mouse, you're scampering around. So yeah. yeah. And I mean, here's the thing with screens, in my opinion, this is another rant. Screens can be (laughs) done really well, or they could be done not so well right. screens are done one one attraction that i think does screens really good is mickey and benny's runaway yeah, Railway. it's pretty it's pretty enveloping yeah it's really um, cute. star wars does screens mm-hmm. i mean there are some some screens on rise of the resistance that are incorporated really well i think you can incorporate screens in a way that it's not exactly um conducive to making you forget that you're on a ride and actually you know kind of getting you into the theming so jury is out on that one um we are going back to disney world in january so look forward to trying it but what i like about this one you know and again we travel all the time with young kids in january we're going to be down there with 
your parents and your sister and her family. And she has two young kids. And so it's nice to know that this is a ride that like all 11 of us can pile onto a mouse. I mean, or two, (laughs) um, like no one has to sit out, you know, with like the younger kids. So that's good. Oh, these are great. I mean, anytime that you can get everybody onto the ride and they Mm -hmm. don't have to sit out. Right. uh, That's a big win in my book. And we are seeing more and more resorts come back and more and more entertainment come back. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of folks really like Yeehaw Bob at the Port Orleans resorts. He's coming back um, and he's a piano player that plays. I believe he plays every night at the uh, the the lobby building at that resort. And I know that there's entertainment coming back. I mean, so one of the great things about World Showcase at Epcot, which is where all the countries are, is pre-pandemic, you could walk around and catch a lot of free shows. Right. Um, with like, you know, a mime in Paris mm-hmm. or street entertainment in Italy. Right. I know a lot of that is coming back as well. Good. So, um, yeah, we are seeing things slowly start to return mm-hmm. to normal. I know we had kind of like a quick return to normal in June mm-hmm. whenever the masks went away and then they came back in certain areas. But, uh, you know, hopefully we're we're getting this past us because, you know, it's hard to believe. But our our January 2020 trip was the last time that we mm-hmm. experienced Disney as we fully love it. Right. With, you know, without COVID restrictions and with everything you know, back to normal. Um, yeah, but I'm glad to see, you know, even though it's been a long time coming, um, I'm glad to see that, you know, at least for, you know, the people who work there, because I mean, that, they've been not working, you know, for, for a while. So I'm glad to see that they are on their way back. So one thing I wanted to do before we let everybody go is, you know, because this is the 50th anniversary of Disney World, Talk about some of our our best memories that we've had in the parks. And, you know, some of them involve attractions and some of them don't. One of my first overall memories ever Mm -hmm. was going to Disney World with my parents. And this was back in like 1988, 1989. And it was Mickey's birthday party. And they had a show with Mickey and, and all of the Fab Five that we went to over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of my first memories that was that was really special and one of my first memories overall. Yes, yeah, I don't remember that one. The the first time that I was at Disney um growing up I was like 13. So it was like the late 90s. So I don't remember that one in particular. Um but your second memory I was around for that's right. So in 2006, right. I had worked really hard um, on getting accepted into a program in my field, a graduate program, and uh, had had put a lot of work into it. And so we were at Disney World because both of our siblings were playing in right. a marching band. High school marching band. And yeah. um, my grandmother called, and my grandmother's no longer with us, so the memory's even more special. But um, she said, there's something here from Syracuse University, which is the school that I went to. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a big envelope. And mm-hmm. she, do you want me to open it? And she and I said, yes. And, and she opened it. it. Turned out I got in. Mm-hmm. One of my most special memories mm-hmm. ever in Disney World. So that that was really special to me. Yeah. And then, you know, we have other ones that are that are even more special. I mean, we've had the opportunity to take our kids, um, both with my parents mm-hmm. and my sister and, and her husband, mm-hmm. um, and then have had the opportunity to, to go alone with our kids really have experienced our kids at all of the stages of their childhood right. when they were really little, when we went with my parents. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, what was, what was really special was going with them when they were old enough to truly enjoy it and start right. to ride rides. 
Right. So, and I know we mentioned this before on the podcast, but like for me, I would say that, you know, the kind of the memories that stick with me the most um, are, are a little more recent than next. Um, when we went the first time in January of 2019, now Carter was just you know, 11 months old. So he of course doesn't remember that, but the older two, they were in um, first grade and third grade. And so, yeah, like they, they hadn't been there for a while. I mean, Claire didn't remember it at all um, because she was only like, Two, uh, the time before uh, she, we we took them in, in 2019, Carter or Christian was much younger as well, um, so they didn't really remember them, but or what was going on at Disney. But it was nice to to be all there together, and it's it's been nice in you know the the subsequent trips with Carter because you know he was little like the first couple times we went, and so it's like it's almost like he's seeing things for the first time, or he you know he always notices you know certain things that he may have missed the time before. So it's kind of nice to to kind of relive that excitement with them each time. And then in January, we're trying something completely different. So we're getting the entire family together, my Mm -hmm. entire family, my mom and dad, our family, my sister Callie, her husband Joe, and her her kids. Mm -hmm. And we're all going to Disney World together. And uh, our kids are really looking forward to it, Mm -hmm. at getting their grandparents on the rides that they love. Uh, Carter is already scheming about who he wants to ride with on Splash Mountain. So they're super excited. And of course, we've got the countdown clock going. (laughs) And uh, it's going to be a long several months before we we get back down there. But uh, I think that's going to do it for today. Mm -hmm. Um, Happy 50th Disney World. And uh, we look forward to to getting back down there as as soon as we can. Absolutely. And one other thing that I do want to mention before we before we go, um, considering it is now October um, and you mentioned the Haunted Mansion earlier. There is a new show coming to Disney plus. I do believe it's October 8th, which would be um, next Friday. Um, It's the Muppets Haunted Mansion. So it looks really cute. And for anybody who is a fan of the Haunted Mansion or a fan of the Muppets, um, this one looks really good. So be on the lookout for, for that on Disney Plus. I know that we are looking forward to that one. October 8th and the trailer is up on Disney Plus mm-hmm. as well. And Disney Plus is an awesome streaming service, probably one of the most watched in our house. So we're looking forward to that. And you don't have to pay for this one. I know some of those like premium like videos that come out, you know, you have to, to pay a fee, yeah. but this is not, this is free. So yeah, with your subscription, right, so you do course. have to subscribe to Disney Plus, but right. it's free with your subscription. So that will do it for today. Have a magical day. And have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. When you wish upon a star, make no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. If your heart is in your dream,